This is a Kindling Kids podcast. We're the fact detectives and we love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And to help us, we chat to lots of smart grown-ups who love investigating cool facts too. I was looking at the moon last night. It was so big and bright. I started wondering about it. What do you mean? Like, what exactly is a moon? Hi, Annika and Dexter. I can help you out with that one. Hi, Sarah. Sarah Webb is an astronomer who studies the night sky. I do. And I'm so excited to share some of the wonders with you. What's your first question? Fact one. What is a moon? So our moon is the Earth's only natural satellite. Satellite? Yeah. So this means that it orbits around our planet. An orbit is a path that an object moves around something in space. And not only does our moon orbit around the Earth, but the Earth and moon also are satellites, both in orbit around our own sun, which is that big star at the centre of our solar system. The moon is almost a quarter of the size of Earth, To put this into perspective, if you pulled the moon down here on top of us, it would be almost as wide as Australia. And because it is so big, it has some pretty big effects on our planet. Like what? Well, there's three main ways that the moon can affect life here on Earth. Time, tides and light. Have you ever been at the beach at low or high tide? Yeah. At low tide, there's a lot more sand and you have to walk out further to get to the sea. And at high tide, there's hardly any sand and the water is deeper, much closer to shore. That's exactly right. Well, the tides are caused by the moon's gravitational pull here on Earth. As you just said, we see it down here as the tide coming in and going out. But what is really happening is that the water is being pushed and squeezed around the Earth as the moon rotates around it. That That sounds weird. Yeah, it is really strange, but that's what's actually happening. Our calendar months are also measured by the moon. So each of our months is roughly the time it takes to go from one full moon to the next. This is also known as the lunar cycle. Some birds actually rely on the lunar cycle to tell them when to migrate. Nocturnal animals also need this to help see and spot their prey. Mm and rely on the lunar cycle because they need the moonlight so they can hunt. So bright moonlight makes it easier for them. Why does the moon shine at night? Moonlight is actually reflected sunlight. So when it's nighttime here for us, it's daytime on the moon. So what we're actually seeing is the sun lighting up the moon's surface and making it glow. But then why can't we see the moon at all sometimes? Okay, First, I need to explain that even though the moon is spinning and the Earth is spinning too, we only ever get to see one side of the moon here on Earth. We call the side that is visible to us the near side. And the reason we only ever get to see this one side is because it's something we call tidally locked. This means that the moon rotates at roughly the same speed that it orbits around the Earth. So to our eyes down here, we only ever get to see the same side of the moon. Wow! So the reason the moon seems to wax and wane, that is, it looks like it's getting bigger and smaller, is because the amount of sunlight that hits the moon on the side that we can see changes as the moon rotates around the Earth. 
So when you see a full moon, the sun is lighting up the whole near side of the moon. And when we can't see the moon at all, no sunlight is hitting the near side of the moon. The moon is still there, we just can't see it. But then why can we see the moon during the day? Well, the sun can still light up the moon during the day. And it's bright enough and close enough to us that we can see it against our blue sky. After the sun, the moon is the brightest object in our sky. And as I mentioned, it's lit up by the sun. During the day, it can actually reach 107 degrees Celsius on the moon's surface, which is really, really hot. But at night, it can get as cold as a negative 153 degrees Celsius. So really, really cold. Where is the moon? It is over 380,000 kilometres away. Now, that is a massive number, so let's break it down into something that we can imagine. If we tried to drive that distance, it would take us just under six months. And that's with no sleep and no bathroom breaks. That's a long time. It is. But when we sent astronauts to the moon, they didn't have to wait a whole six months to get there. We used rockets that could travel way faster than our cars, and it only took them about three days. That's one small step for man. Since Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin first stepped on the moon in 1969, ten other astronauts have also walked on the surface of the moon. What would that feel like? Oh my goodness, I think it would feel amazing. The moon doesn't have as much gravity as here on Earth, so when you see the astronauts, they look like they're bouncing up and down, and that's because there's not as much gravity to pull them down. So you can run and hop and jump really, really high. What is the moon actually made of? Some people say it's made of cheese, but unfortunately it isn't that tasty. The moon is actually made up of rocks and metals and pretty similar stuff to here on Earth. One of our Fact Detectives fans wrote in to ask if you can mine on the moon. Your Fact Detectives are thinking to the future. Yes, we could mine on the moon and it would help us get materials to either build shelters or even power our future spacecraft. Lots of scientists are currently working on methods to work with moon dust, which is something we call regolith. A big difference between the surface of the Earth and the Moon, though, is the lack of liquid water on the surface. So there are no beaches on the Moon? No, there will be no good old Aussie beach holidays on the Moon. You might be confused because we do have places on the Moon that we call seas. One of the biggest seas is the Sea of Tranquility. It was named a really long time ago by astronomers who thought the darker areas on the Moon looked a little bit like water. We know now that the dark-looking rocks are actually made of something called basalt, which is just cooled lava. Oh yeah, Oscar mentioned that when we investigated volcanoes. There were lots of volcanoes on our moon many, many millions of years ago, but there aren't any active volcanoes on there today. Has the moon always been there? This is a great question, and the answer might actually surprise you. No, it hasn't. What? Our Earth was once orbiting the Sun, solo, moonless. In the early days, as our solar system was forming, billions and billions of years ago, there were actually many more planets than the eight that we know and love today. Scientists think that our Moon actually formed when one of these smaller planets 
crashed into the Earth around 4.5 billion years ago. Whoa! What happened? This planet, what we call Thea, was about the size of Mars, and when it crashed into the Earth, dust and rock and other pieces of both Earth and Thea were flung away above the Earth. All these little chunks would have formed rings around the Earth for a short period of time before it all eventually clumped together and formed the moon that we all know well today. We call this the giant impact theory. Fact three! Do other planets have moons too? Yes, they do. In fact, there are many, many moons around other planets in our solar system. We can define a moon more generally as any object that is orbiting around something else that isn't a star, which means that even asteroids and dwarf planets can also have moons. So lots of things can be or have moons? That's right. So which other planets in our solar system have moons? Actually, I think it might be easier to list the ones that don't. Only Mercury and Venus don't have moons. All the other planets have at least one. What I think is really cool is that Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and Neptune even collect moons. What? How? Because they are so much more massive than Earth, they have a lot more gravity. And we're still finding new moons around each of these planets today. How many moons are we talking about? Well, Jupiter and Saturn are both competing for the title of most moons in our solar system. Jupiter was the holder of this title for a very long time, with 79 known moons. However, Saturn just stole it recently with the new discovery of a few more moons, bringing its total to 82. 82? Are they as big as our moon? Oh no, our moon is actually quite big in comparison to many of them. Most of the moons around Saturn are pretty small, with the exception of Titan. Titan is actually 50% larger than our very own moon, and it is one of my absolute favourite places in the solar system. It is the only moon to have its own dense atmosphere. What does that mean? An atmosphere means that gases surround the planet, or moon in this case. We have an atmosphere here on Earth, and our specific mix of gases allow us to breathe and for life to happen. But us Earth creatures would not have a fun time on Titan. Even though it does have an atmosphere, the gas is very different to what we're used to in our nice fresh air here on Earth. The atmosphere is dense with no oxygen, and it blocks out a lot of light. The temperature on Titan is actually a negative 180 degrees, and that's on a warm day. We could not survive in a place like this. Do moons have water on them? Yes, some do. Our own moon has small amounts of water frozen in its surface. But my favourite moons are actually the ones with giant oceans hidden beneath their surface. Oceans? That's right, whole oceans. We call these subsurface oceans and we've found a couple of moons that we think have them. They are Saturn's moons called Titan and Enceladus, as well as Jupiter's moons Europa and Ganymede. But if they're hidden, how do we know about them? The biggest hint we get is liquid or gas water actually escaping from the surface. NASA's Cassini spacecraft orbited Saturn for 13 years studying the planet, and it actually documented water coming out in jets from the moon Enceladus. 
when the Voyager 1 and 2 spacecrafts returned photos of Jupiter's moon Europa in 1979. The photos hinted at a subsurface ocean. Europa didn't have craters like the other moons that we know, and it even appeared to have a smooth, reflective surface. That was a big hint that it was made of ice water. Does anything live in the oceans? We don't really know, but we hope to find out one day. These moons and the planets that they orbit are really far away from us. So to explore them, we need to enlist the help of robots. Robots? Awesome! Yes, special robots which can either fly past or even land on these distant moons. One very exciting project which I'm looking forward to is something called the Europa Clipper. This spacecraft will journey six years to get to Jupiter with these special robots to help us unlock the secrets of Europa's ocean. What will we be looking for? We want to look for signs of possible life. For life like us to survive, we need to detect a few really important things. One is water. All life as we know it needs water to survive. You'd be pretty thirsty without water. Another is oxygen. And the good news is that we've already seen traces of oxygen on Europa using super strong telescopes from here on Earth and even in space. Fact 5! What's the coolest moon? There are so many unique kinds of moons out there. One of my all-time favourites is a moon called Io, which orbits around Jupiter. Io is the most volcanically active place in our entire solar system, and it is an amazing place to study. We think that our very young Earth would have looked similar to Io billions and billions of years ago. Cool! How often do the volcanoes erupt? All the time. There are over 400 active volcanoes across this moon, and almost always one is erupting at any given time. But the most active volcano on Io is one called Loki. It erupts every 500 days. Whoa! Not sure I'd want to live there. No, it would not be a great place to live. Do you have any other favourite moons? I do. Quite a few, but if I could pick just one, it'd probably be Dactyl. Like, Pterodactyl. Dactyl isn't orbiting any of the planets. It's actually a moon belonging to an asteroid named Ida. I didn't know asteroids could have moons. Until recently, neither did us scientists. This was the first moon that we ever found orbiting around an asteroid. It's really tiny, at just 1.6 kilometres around its circumference, or its middle, and we could actually walk around the entire moon in about an hour. It also moves very slowly, orbiting around Ida at just 10 metres per second. This is about the same speed that your grown-up has to drive past a school or through a park. Try this at home! For a whole month, keep track of when you spot the moon in the day or night and what it looks like. For example, if you're driving to school and you spot the moon, you can write down that time and then colour in the part of a circle to show how full the moon looked to you. Over the month, you'll begin to see the moon's phases come to life on your sheet of paper. Cool! Thanks, Sarah! Anytime, Fact Detectives. This has been another super fun episode of the Fact Detectives with me, Dexter. And me, Annika. Big thanks to Sarah Webb, who was an astronomer at Swinburne University of Technology and the Melbourne Planetarium at ScienceWorks. And big thanks to Eddie, Sam, Archie, Maggie and Hugo, who asked us to investigate the moon. 
If you love finding out the facts as much as we do, then check out all the other episodes in this series. And if you have a big topic you'd like us to investigate, then email us at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with ScienceWorks. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.